Open the door and step inside to a world of practical magic, where we blend the mystical and mundane worlds of the everyday witch. Presented by Wise Woman Witchery and hosted by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade-Lewis. Welcome to The Witch Next Door. I'm Emily. I'm Veronica. And we are going to round out our little tools series today, talking about chalices. Um, But before we do that, hey, Veronica, nice sweatshirt. Oh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you mean uh, The Witch Next Door sweatshirt? Yeah, The Witch Next Door (laughs) podcast sweatshirt. Very cool. Looking good. Did you wear that for the occasion? This is one of my favorite sweaters. It's so comfortable. (laughs) Honestly, I wear it all the time. I wore wore it the other day. And my brother, by the way, I don't know if you know this, but he's one of our listeners. And he thought on me. (laughs) Hey, (laughs) He thought on me. He's like, um, I need one of those. And I was like, oh, Oh. okay. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'll send you the link. And for anyone listening, if you need one, I'll post the link in the show notes too. So you can hop over and check out the- um, of which next door podcast sweatshirt. Yeah, I was t-shirt. like, I need to get him one. <laughs> oh yeah. Well then yeah. there you go. Yeah. You don't have to share it with him. Cut. Now, you know, your sister's <laughs> buying you a sweatshirt. Mary solstice. Beltane. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Happy all the happy witchery. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I love mine too. I have two of them actually. So comfortable. I know. I know. I have too many sweatshirts. Uh, I have too many. I don't know if you can have sweatshirt. too many, but oh, <laughs> I guess you can't have too many. Yeah. I mean, when you don't. My, yeah. Yeah. I mean, how many days of the week are there? How many months? How many Thank days you. in okay. the month? Okay. It's like, yeah, yeah. you know, now I've worn this all these times and then, and then they're dark in color and I have many animals. So then it gets hard to wear oh, yeah. in public. Oh yeah. No, I'm, I'm covered in hair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. All this hair. <laughs> All this hair that's everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, so okay, back on track. Chalice. We're gonna talk Thank about chalices. You. We are gonna talk about chalices. Do you have a chalice, Veronica? I it's so funny because I was like, I should run in the other room and grab my chalice, but I'm actually <laughs> I can see it from here. I don't need to like hold it while I'm talking to all of you. <laughs> I do. I have a couple chalices. Mm-hmm. Um all of them in which I have either inherited or someone has given me. I've never bought a chalice. Um, uh-huh. But they just, yeah. I have a metal one. I have a stone one. I have a ceramic one. Oh, wow. Yeah. Are they all on your altar? Yeah. They're You're in my herb room. Your altar. Oh, okay. My herb room um, has just like everything between apothecary bottles and chalices and all kinds of things (laughs) all kinds of stuff lives in that room how about you do you have a chalice um i have a chalice you gave me from germany did you buy that in germany that's right yes yeah 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 so i have that on my altar and then prior to you gifting me that i had bought this handmade little ceramic mug that doesn't have handles you know it's like Mm -hmm. uh but it's a little bit taller than like kind of your standard non-handled mug. Anyway, 
uh, it's, it has a little cat on it. And I was like, I love this. And I'm going to put this on my altar and it will be my chalice forevermore. And then you gave me uh, that one. And actually I have both of them on my altar and I could talk more. We can talk more about this when we talk about how to use chalices, but they are kind of perpetually in use for a spell for um, a money spell that is always happening. And I'll talk more about that a little bit later. But, um, <laughs> I will, I, yeah. I want to know about this money spell that's always happening. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's, it's actually, okay. Here's the truth. It's focused on my husband and I being able to have special food out. So like it is, well, I'll just talk about it now. I guess I'm talking about this now. Um, <laughs> so much for the order of my podcast. My, I, I had this great outline, but we're going <laughs> to chuck that in the trash and we'll just talk about my chalices. So we call it chalice money. And whenever we have a little bit of extra money or change or whatever, we just stick it. Well, dollars though, like change, like some extra ones. Um, or if we like, found a 20 in the pocket of a coat, it goes in the chalice. And in this way, it's like this constantly kind of growing pot of money. And then when we want to do something like get sushi, uh, we'll be like, Hey, check the chalice, you know, or if we're feeling, and sometimes we'll pay for it out of pocket, but if we're feeling like, you know, we don't really have the extra money to splurge on something right now like that, but man, I would really like to have some udon. Then we, <laughs> then we go to the chalice and get the money out of that. And do that. Or if we're going to go do some like a date kind of thing, we'll take the money out of that. So it's sort of this like, and it sits on the altar. So it's always this growing of money and this, this taking away and giving back this constant flow. And we have two, so there's two chalices and they both have different money in them. That sounds amazing. (laughs) (laughs) I also have some, you know, those money plant, um, there I'm sure nobody can see my hand, but I'm making a circle. size of a quarter or bigger? Well, it's a little bigger. They're like maybe still, maybe half dollar size. It's called a money plant or an honesty plant. And they're those flat, um, Mm -hmm. papery, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. So I have some of those, um, that are in each of the chalices to help with the abundance. Nice. There you go. That's, that's the spell that's always working. You're such a witch. (laughs) I don't do any of those things. I think we actually have extra money in like a Ziploc plastic bag in our closet. Like, yeah. That's good. You've just told the world that now. That's your stash. Yeah. Yeah. So, so witchy. Well, you, you know what? You could put it on in a chalice. You have many chalices to choose from. This is the thing. I'm thinking that maybe I would like to start this chalice thing because that's usually money for like actual trips like we're saving Uh, like a good amount not just like 40 50 60 bucks for dinner but you know i'm i'm i want i want more than that (laughs) i'm i'm going to europe so come on (laughs) we got to save up (laughs) it's a little different a little different yeah yeah (laughs) so i'm wondering in your research just kind of circling to that of like oh good job thanks for bringing us back to our topic yeah yeah like do they talk about that or like what are, yeah what is the chalice yeah. about so let me tell you about the chalice so first i just want to say that uh chalice comes from the word i believe it's chalix which is a greek word um that referred to cups that people used uh during uh parties and rituals and uh and ceremonies 
Now the chalice started to be used in the Christian religion for the, is it the Eucharist? Is that how you say that? Um, I think, yeah, the Eucharist. Yeah. Eucharist. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I apologize to anyone if I'm saying that incorrectly. Um, I, I am not Christian. So there's that. Uh, I don't have that in my background, (laughs) but According to several sources, including Britannica.com, um, the the cup, the chalice, is a cup that's used in celebration of the Eucharist, which is like Holy Communion, which is representative of um, the Last Supper, also sometimes called the Lord's Supper, uh, and it's used for sacramental wine, right, or grape juice, as is mm-hmm. often the case. Now, in Unitarian universalism the flaming chalice is a symbol of hope the sacred the quest for truth and the warmth of community so we see the chalice popping up in these other Mm. religions these other sects of belief uh and i think that's really interesting other traditions using it but the chalice really in witchcraft it's it doesn't go back to you know, it's okay. Let me back this up. <laughs> several, several sites that I said, I read said in pre-Christian pagan times, the chalice was a ritually used cup, um, to, to be used as offerings for offerings and libations. Now there was zero sources to back up those sources. So I was like, mm-hmm. is this just that, that tale, right? Cause you and I had talked yeah. about like the story that, modern day witchcraft actually is, is or has its origins in this ancient uh, religion that was pre-Christian in nature. And uh, I don't know if that is true or not. And I could not find anything in my research, archeologically, anthropologically to support that. Mm. But what I will say is that the way that we see the chalice today in witchcraft is really born more out of that neo-paganism that that um that sort of uprising that happened 50s 60s 70s uh oh sorry you guys i have this puppy that is i'm trying to keep busy (laughs) while i do this and he is biting and i'm like trying to get him to play with stuff so my little owl was (laughs) super sharp puppy teeth cutting me Yes, he de- he definitely. You're like rest. I actually see you like almost wrestling with him right now. I see your I arms am, flailing I am. about. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm like, you were supposed to be sleeping during this time. Are we changing the schedule? Like, I'm really trying super hard here to stay focused on the chalice, but it's really hard when there's puppy teeth in my hand. Um. So anyway, keep going. I'm keep going. Let's do. Let me get. Let me get this out. Uh. So really, this comes out of uh the four tools of the four elemental tools that we see in Wicca Mm and in more modern day Wicca and the chalice is representative of water. So we've talked about the Athame and we've talked about the wand. We haven't really talked about the pentacle and that, which is interesting. That's not actually something that I particularly use as a tool per se. Although I'm thinking about, there are traditions in witchcraft that absolutely use that. Um, and it is considered the elemental tool for earth, but the chalice represents water. It also represents, um, the feminine, the divine feminine, the goddess. It, it also represents the goddess's womb. So we have this vessel, right? We think about a vessel, um, and then 
So the chalice is really about the divine feminine. And when we look at the divine feminine, there's a lot of different aspects to that energy that we can sort of think about the chalice as symbolizing or utilizing, right? If we're thinking about womb and vessel, we're thinking about container, um, Mm -hmm. holder. And if we're thinking about feminine energy, we often think about sort of that more intuitive side, not that men aren't intuitive, not that the masculine doesn't have that. But when we just think about those energies as opposites, instead of uh, melding together, Mm -hmm. we see that the feminine side tends to be the one where we go more into the intuition and the inner knowing and the chalice really represents that as well and can be utilized in that way. So um, I'll talk about that in just a second, but do you have anything to add on that, Veronica? Um, you know what? Nothing that's like, not going to get us off to a different place. <laughs> As you're talking, of course, I have all these things that pop into my head, but I don't want to derail you. I will say that at the end of everything. Oh, well, share. there's not a ton more for me to share just on the topic of where the chalice originated or what, how, you know, it's not... Yes, it's been used throughout time. It, you know, we mm-hmm. used cups and vessels for all kinds of things throughout time. But was the chalice specific to witchcraft? You know, pre-Christian, mm. I didn't find anything to support that. Does that mean that information's not out there? No. What it means is I did not find anything to support that. Um, so I can't speak to that either way. But I can speak to the fact that the chalice ha- is being used in Wiccan traditions present day. Mm-hmm. Um, as Wicca was was essentially born out of that time period um, in the mid-century, mid-20th uh, century. Well, and, and I guess I, I think about different cultures that have yeah. used the chalice or some, so I, I shouldn't even just vessel. say chalice because it's a vessel. Yeah. Because I think of like, um, you know, maybe the people, the, Nor- you know, Norwegian people that would use like a horn in their ceremony. Mm-hmm. Or even, you know, uh, some sort of vessel in a ceremony in a sacred way. Um, I actually have a cool thing. And that is that my husband and I, when we got married many years ago, um, we actually incorporated a Native American um, vase. It's, It's like, actually, it was, it's a wedding vase that was used in, in ceremony and so in the ceremony, I did the research at the time. I'm trying to remember what that was. I didn't have it prepared for this, but I was like, I did do the research of what the tribe was and what the ceremony was. And I wanted to incorporate that into our ceremony because I thought it was just like something really beautiful that we could keep. And I still have it. This is beautiful vase. Um, and so we, we um, put, I think, cider or something in it. And then after, like during the ceremony, as a part of um, the union between the two of us, like, and it has, it actually has two separate kind of lips on both one on each side. So like he fed me some and I fed him some Uh um, as a way of like bringing our union together. Um, Yeah. Anyway. So I guess I just kind of wanted to say that as like, there's different cultures, different, you know, religions that have used, um, vessels, not just chalices, you know, but vessels in ceremony sacredly. Um, yeah. In throughout kind of time, really. 
Well, and that's a really nice segue into how do we use a chalice, right? Mm -hmm. So one of the ways is through ceremony that is, is based on union. Um, I saw one website was talking about calling it binding, but to me, it felt definitely more like union, like a, a sharing. And we, and we, mm-hmm. we've done this in circle, right. And clearly you did many it times as well, but it's like, we're, we're stirring an intention and energy, something into this vessel. And then we're all partaking of it in, mm-hmm. in the symbol of a joining together. So that's one way you could utilize a chalice or vessel in your magical work. Um, some of the other ways you might consider using it is for spell work, like me, if you want to <laughs> stick a little chalice on your altar and add a little cash to it, you know, and in the ebb and flow of that, just nourishing that, uh, that cash, that's, that's the way you can do it, but not just with money. You can utilize your vessel for spell work. If you're mixing together ingredients, mm-hmm. um, if it's fire safe, you might even light a fire in it. If you are wanting to uh, stir something into a concoction you're making and then drink that just by yourself. So not necessarily that union piece of doing it with someone else, but just in taking it into your own being, um, you can use your chalice slash vessel for scrying or water scrying. Um, you could probably do it for fire scrying too, if it was fire safe. But I love, and I love this idea simply because it very much ties into that idea of that inner knowing, mm-hmm. you tapping into that womb of wisdom, for lack of a better term. Um, how do you use yours, Veronica? Um, I have placed water in it and put it out under the moonlight and then poured that water into my bath because I really like most of you know already that I really like to take baths yes um so that's one way I've used my chalice Uh, most of the time I use it as like a vessel for offering or union in a in a um in a ritual you know Uh so like I'll place it out you know a vessel of milk out for the fairies or Uh you know like as like a special sacred tool for containing you know or holding or offering mm-hmm. um yeah and a lot of times sometimes it it ends up like as a vessel for holding all my gemstones <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah I think I feel like um I may not use the chalice as much as I use an athame um but now I'm like oh I think I'd like to use my chalice more you know Uh uh-huh totally yeah well it is one of those tools um it can be a little bulkier yeah and a little yes less transportable Mm -hmm. (laughs) one of the sources I was reading from um I can tell you which source it was because I wrote all these sources down yes I did (laughs) Um, but I can't find it. Of course it talked about the chalice needing to be a silver cup because the silver was representative. Yep. It was from wickaliving.com. And it talks about the tradition. Traditionally, the chalice is silver in color, which is a color or metal that is sacred to the goddess. But in case you guys haven't figured this out yet, I'm like, (laughs) use what you got, yo. (laughs) (laughs) If you have a favorite like cup or mug, or you made a pinch pot that dried or, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. it is that feels like the right vessel for your practice, use that. 
Yeah. I mean, you make it sacred. You make it sacred, you know? Thank you. Yes, exactly. So were there any other tangents you needed to go, go down any more rabbit holes, Veronica? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't think so. I felt like there was a second one, but it's, it's eluded me. Definitely. Uh, you know, the using uh, like in our wedding ceremony was something I really wanted to share because, you know, I feel like, I mean, we don't really talk about Native American cultures and like, because you and I don't have much of a background around that, but there is, um, I don't know, particularly, I know that that um, they, do, they do use a lot of tools mm-hmm. as well in their sacred ceremonies. Well, I don't think that's yeah. just Native American. I mean, when I think about some of the um, the sh- shaman practices, shamanism practices in South America, there are tools involved in that as well. Mm-hmm. And and I think, you know, I, I'm guessing, and again, this is a guess, educated guess, but a guess uh, that there are other cultures where people in their sacred rites use different tools. So yes. I think tools really show up in ceremony all the time and whether that is a tool that is something people use for every day and then just incorporate it into a ceremony or whether it is a sacred tool that is only used for that ceremony um you know probably just depends on the tradition that it's coming from yeah it's funny as I said that and this is this is again totally tangential but as I said that I was thinking about uh the good china so I know these days, most people do not have good China. Yeah. You've got a cupboard behind you. Of good Literally China. that's what it is right behind right. me. <laughs> right. And I, I know growing up, we had, my mom had her China from when she was married. You know, that was like, a, that was a thing people got when they got mm-hmm. married was a good China set that you used for dinner parties. And, uh, we would only bust that out for special occasions. Most often Thanksgiving, yes. Christmas, you know, uh, but in a sense, that's a tool as well, right? It's a mm-hmm. transformational tool. It represents something sacred. And uh, and so I just, I love thinking about the ways that we as humans tend to ritualize things to make and create the sacred out of the mundane. I think it's beautiful. And, mm-hmm. you know, something just as simple as changing your, <laughs> your China. <laughs> <laughs> It changes your mindset. Yeah. Changes your mood, changes what your focus is, changes your intention, intention, excuse me. So. Yeah. It can make something that seems just like a regular meal into something that's a little bit more special. Totally. Yeah. Totally. It's Yeah. yeah. Anyway, just, just something to think about friends as you're moving through your life, where are you bringing in the sacred? Where are you creating sacred? Uh, and ritual in your day-to-day and maybe not even realizing that's what you're doing, but because something is a tradition or it feels good, you end up doing it. (laughs) Thanks, Emily. Yeah, you're welcome. Getting this puppy. Yes, I'm wrestling. (laughs) I'm wrestling. I hope that, I hope that wasn't too disjointed with my, I was fully multitasking everyone. I'm just going (laughs) to own that. So, well, this, this concludes our tools, um, tools series, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what we'll call it? 
origin of tools series. Yes, <laughs> the origin of tools. Where did they come from? Why do we use them? How do we use them? Um, so thank you for tuning in, everyone. And until next time, keep it magical. Hey there, wise ones. Emily here from Wise Woman Witchery. Did you know that I host a year-long program called the Priestess Path Awakening Series? During this year, we cultivate magical practices and tools where you discover and embrace your magic and gifts and learn to let them be seen in the world. Through 12 lessons over 13 moons, we dive deep into the craft to awaken that priestess that resides within you. The next cohort begins May 20th, 2023. If you're interested in learning more, hop on over to wisewomanwitchery.com and click on the Priestess Path tab. I can't wait to share this magic with you. Thanks so much for listening to Witch Next Door. If you like what you hear, you can click the anchor support link in the description of this podcast. And if you want to help other people like you find us, you can do that by... You can rate us, you can review us, or you can subscribe. Right? Yeah. And you can do all those things. You can just <laughs> click the little stars, you know, and give us like little some cold stars and a little comment. Yeah. How was this for you? You know, whatever. Love it. I totally love it. it. That way people who are checking out podcasts will be like, hmm, that Veronica and Emily sound like an interesting listen. I think I'll pop over there or wow, they're off the hook. We'll go listen to them. Those people can't stop laughing. <laughs> must be so- there must be something good here. I could use a good laugh. Yeah. Anyway, so do that, please. We'd appreciate it. It does help other people find our podcast. And uh, and then we also really love to hear from you. So if you have feedback, that's another way to get it to us. Uh, you can also always write us at wisewomanwitchery at sonic.net. Thank you for joining us on The Witch Next Door. Join us next week as we explore more ways to make every day more magical. Can't wait? Visit wisewomanwitchery.com or follow Wise Woman Witchery on Facebook and Instagram to stay up to date on all current offerings and be a part of the tribe. All episodes are created by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade Lewis. Music written and performed by Jean Cornelius. <laughs>